women identify their first or second promotion as being the most critical in their career trajectories. Being a little less modest, highlighting your own technical accomplishments is not bragging. You're going to have to learn to do things slightly differently, but that doesn't mean that because you start from a different starting point that you can't create your own path to get to where you want to go. So hello, my name is Carolee Close, and I'm the global leader of BCG's Technology Advantage Practice. So at BCG, we've been really focused on how we support and develop women in technology. And today we're focusing on how women make it to the top in technology. I'm joined by two fabulous women today who are actually doing fantastic work in technology. Naveen Awad, she's a partner and managing director in North America, and Darshana, who is one of our principal architects in our Platinian team in Europe. So let's start with Naveen. Naveen, you've been doing some really interesting research in this area. What did you set out to explore and what surprised you the most? Hi, Carolee. Thank you. So we set out to explore the factors that led to women becoming leaders in the tech world. And we defined leaders as most two layers separated from the CEO. And we looked at those factors relative to what differentiated them from their men colleagues. So we interviewed about 70 women and men leaders in tech, and we surveyed 800 or so. And the findings were just so interesting. I'll go through them briefly, and then we can double click on a few later. First of all, women identified their first or second promotion as being the most critical in their career trajectories, whereas men identified later promotions as being more important. And then when asked which factors women felt were critical in terms of getting any promotions, whether early or later along the way, women identified technical proficiency as one that was always a significant factor. Whereas for men, that was a very low factor, especially men that were in the high-tech industry. They really identified things like setting a vision or leading teams as much important than showing technical proficiencies. Everybody identified it to be important to take different roles along the way in order to advance in your career. But men do that more than women. So then the question becomes, why is that the case that women don't move jobs as many times as men do in their careers? And there's a couple of factors there. So while men and women both keep in touch and find mentors to be very critical in their journey, men keep in touch and keep their mentors for a longer period of time. And sometimes the mentors help them move from place to place. And also when thinking about the factors as to whether or not to take a new role, men's number one factor that they took was just their internal confidence in being able to accomplish the role. Women's factors were a set of external things their ecosystem at home, their mentors, their colleagues, basically factors as to what they needed to take into consideration before taking on the role. But those are some of the key findings. That's great, Naveen. It's really exciting. So it's interesting that your research suggests that early promotions are most pivotal for women. So this also points to the fact that individuals across all organizations, across all levels, have an impact on recognizing young talent. So Naveen, what's been important to you in terms of those early promotions? What made a difference? One of my first jobs out of college and then my early career at PCG and even my early career as a professor, I remember in each of those instances, someone giving me a role that felt beyond what I thought I could do. 
you know, I was given a, a project to lead early on where we were trying to make furniture smart and get data to identify where documents were in different file cabinets. That was one of my first jobs out of college. And it was a team of six and I was 23 and I was running the full team in terms of the development and the testing and all of this. And I remember thinking like, there's so many problems that could happen anywhere in this. There's no way I'm going to learn all the different problems. And yet when it was up to me to do it, I could, and I could identify how to root cause it and where to go. And it made me realize, actually, there's something there about the ability to connect dots that is really fun for me. I should continue to think about different careers where it's not just about getting like one thing done, but connecting a bunch of dots to new insight, which is actually what eventually led me to want to be a consultant. So I think there were two parts to that early promotion. One was just the ability to see some of the things that I like doing and my strengths, and also the ability to like see that I could step up into something I didn't initially think I was ready for. That's really interesting to me. And I remember early in my career, it was the roles that gave me stretch. And I started my career in hospital informatics and IT and hospitals. And I was given the role to be the director of customer service. So I had the help desk and infrastructure and everything. And I had a big team, like maybe um, 100 people. And I was only like, 23, 24. I really didn't know what I was doing. And I remember these guys who were like 50 years old kind of looking at me going, you're the boss. But it was really exciting because in that stretch, I developed much more quickly. So I'm grateful for the people that gave me those early stretches. The other thing that made a difference for me was people taking me aside and telling me what I'm good at. And actually a couple of people early on at the hospital and then early in my career at BCG, they sort of said, you know what, you're really good at, much like you said, Naveen, like connecting the dots and actually seeing through technical details into, you know, what the organization needed to do. There's a call to action, right? I mean, it's small behaviors from everyone in an organization at every level has big impact. So everyone from like a junior manager on up can really change the course of the diversity in our leadership moving forward. So your research indicates that mentoring relationships, they vary considerably for females in tech roles versus their male counterparts. And I just wonder if you could talk a little bit about the mentors that have helped you in thinking through career moves. And I remember actually early in my BCG career thinking, gosh, like this is a totally new muscle to computer science and to being an academic. And this feels a lot different than what I'm used to. I don't know if I'm cut for this. And someone put their arm around me and said, look, you're going to have to learn to do things slightly differently. But that doesn't mean that because you start from a different starting point that you can't create your own path to get to where you want to go. And Uh, you know, he's been a mentor. He's still my mentor to this day. And I think that was a lesson that was really important is that I didn't have to follow what I saw other people around me doing in terms of their path of like the type of work they did in going through the different phases of BCG there. I could create my own path as long as there was, you know, a lot of desire and demand for it. And I think that that gave me the ability to start and try new things. So I was doing digital therapeutic work. And so I think that having these mentors say, like, just keep trying, just keep pushing forward. Here are your skills. Use them for your best benefit. We forget what we're really good at. And then we don't exercise those muscles. Having someone say to me, you know, you're really good at helping your clients and your team understand, like, what's critical here and encouraging them to focus on those areas. So don't shy away from having those difficult conversations, even if we're in a remote world. I said earlier that I worked in a stretch role in a hospital, right? And I recently caught up with the person who was mentoring me at that time. So he was actually consulting with me to help me make sure that I was doing an outsourcing arrangement in the right way. 
And he really pushed me early in my career. So he said, frankly, you don't know what you're doing. You better get your skates on. You better learn how to do this stuff in a very different way. And it freaked me out. But he made a huge impact on me in terms of stretch. And he tapped me on the shoulder a few places and said, you know what? You're really good at this. You should do more of this. And in fact, he was the reason I joined BCG. He told me to go get kicked around by people who really know what they're doing, which is great advice. So I caught up with him maybe 20 years later now, and he was really interested in seeing what I'd done. And he actually sent me my early performance reviews that he had written back to my boss at the time. And it was really cool because he was actually he had never shared them with me, but it was basically reinforcing the stuff that he was telling me, but also talking me up to my boss at the time. So it was quite rewarding to like talk to him again and actually say thank you because he changed my life in a lot of ways. That's awesome story. So part of your research actually looks at career paths. And I, I'm interested in hearing from Darshano and, and her reflection on how she's made lateral moves and what has been important in her development, particularly in a more technical side of things. So my background has been predominantly in software development. So that means I have roles that where I was leading tech teams, building and creating software. My last role before BCG was at a large bank where I spent almost a decade into their CIB and asset management groups building mission-critical applications. Three years ago, I looked at the architecture role at BCG. It didn't only mean I was making the lateral move across industries, but it also meant I was leaving my comfort zone from what I really knew what I was doing to something that I completely didn't know anything about. So, of course, it was quite nerve-wracking. Yes, it was a big risk at the time I was leaving my network, my complete connections and everything at my previous organization. But looking back now, of course, it's been very rewarding. I think I've grown personally. I've grown as a technologist because the vast variety of work that I've been doing at BCG in the last three years, I think it would have been impossible doing it in a particular company only. That's great. And Naveen's research would say we as women take into account more external factors. So what were the external factors that you thought about when you thought about making your career moves either within the bank or, you know, over to BCG? Of course, when moving on to BCG, of course, there was considerations on travel. How do you manage family? You know, obviously the classic work-life balance elements, the challenges that you get at work, you're not always on, but trying to make sure you are quite plugged into the key initiatives within BCG. So I think there were two angles, internal support from family and friends to keep going to make sure you could do it, get the right support system going. But of course, the support within the organizations that I've worked with, I think, the organization I worked, I've been very lucky with. I've got mentors, I've got buddies that I could actually speak to, and also case teams that we work in. I've been really supportive to make sure we can all have the right balance, but still give our best. For me, actually, when taking different roles at BCG, I do actually factor in those external factors, and I think that's okay. So I'm a mom of two. I have a personal life, and I also have like a, you know interests outside of work. I really like sailing, um, and I like you know more adventurous travel. And any great employer will recognize that a rounded person is a better person anyway. I wanted to explore a little that technical proficiency point. So there's this perception of like 
well, what we think we can do technically, does that qualify us for a job? And that tends to vary according to Naveen's research across the different genders. No one would ever question your technical proficiency, Darshana. I certainly wouldn't after having worked with you for sure. How did you think about, are you qualified? And how did you get over that in your own mind to take some big leaps? Being very honest, I'm guilty of it myself. I always had the nagging doubt, can I do it? The classic imposter syndrome that they'll find out that I'm not good enough. But of course, I think it's coming back to the point, I think that Naveen and Carly or both mentioned about having mentors, having the people around you saying that, no, you're doing a good job. And also, I think through the journey, I learned saying that highlighting your own technical accomplishments is not bragging. Being a little less modest, highlighting your strengths is a good thing because it does not only benefit yourself, but it also encourages others to do the same. It leads to more stretch assignments. It leads to doing greater work in the technology field, like the VR at PCG. Of course, there's so much different things we could do. So it's just making sure you get out there and show what you're capable of so you can actually get better, bigger things to do. Naveen, what's been your perceived technical proficiency and have there been any things that you've done to get over that in your own mind? I mean, I love Darshana's point around don't be shy to highlight your accomplishments. I mean, the other interesting thing that came out of the research was that there's no ambition gap. Men and women have the same ambition, but oftentimes the actions women take send a signal that people take to think that there is a different ambition. And I think similarly on the technical competence, there's no often no difference in terms of the technical competence of women and men applicants often the women are more technically proficient but it is the degree to which you feel comfortable highlighting those accomplishments i think what it's sad is when it holds you back so i was asked to lead the regional technology practice and i laughed at the person who offered it to me at bcg and i went home and i told my husband uh, i said oh yeah they they wanted me to lead this thing and he's like well why wouldn't you and i was like because, well, no, and I didn't have a good reason, but my gut reaction was no. And he said, well, why wouldn't you do it? Any other guy would be like excited to do that. And it wasn't that I didn't have ambition to grow in my leadership role or to make a difference in the way that we run our business and the like. But it was at the end of the day, if I'm really honest, it was my doubt about maybe not technical proficiency, but the ability to take that stretch drop. So I guess I would just say this is great research to encourage us all to not be our own rate limiting step to open your aperture about what's possible. Recently, I we were, I was with my daughter who's 14 and we were um, thinking about like mental models around these things. And I the quote I was reminded of is Pippi Longstocking when she says, well, I've not tried that before, so I must be good at it, which is not really how I think. But I'm trying to get more Pippi Longstocking mindset in my own brain, right? Which is, well, I haven't tried it before. What if I'm brilliant at it? Like that would be fantastic. And if I fail, as long as I'm in a psychologically safe place, well, then I'll learn. And sometimes learning is success and sometimes learning is also failures. And I just really encourage our women and women listening to this to think about the potential that they have in a way that's expansive as opposed to looking at what the gaps are. I think that makes a huge difference. People don't know what you're capable of until you communicate to them. There's a small subset of people that have worked with you, but there's a much larger subset of people that are potentially interested in working with you, but don't know what you're capable of. So it's important to tell them. And it's also important to tell them like what you want to accomplish, because that's how, to the point on mentors, that's how mentors can help you accomplish that, is if you are both really open about what you're trying to do. So from your perspective, Naveen, you know, what are the things that organizations can learn in terms of culture of promoting and developing different paths for women in technology careers? Yeah, I think one thing that BCG is really good at is there's 
many avenues towards leadership at BCG. There's many ways to become a managing director and partner. There's also many leadership roles that are not managing director and partner. And one of the ways that that was critical in my career was when I was going towards election for partnership, it took several sponsors to create a pyramid of people that were doing the work that I was doing because I was doing large-scale technology-enabled change in healthcare, and no one else was doing that. So I had someone that was mentoring and sponsoring me from a healthcare perspective, someone that was mentoring and sponsoring me from a large-scale change, someone from a technology. And they all came together. They had never worked together before, but they came together in the spirit of helping me develop what I wanted to do as an avenue for adding value to BCG. And there's just so many examples of where someone comes in with an energy for a certain space in BCG and they um, identify mentors and sponsors along the way that help them develop this journey. I think the really important thing is that we really carefully look at our slate of women and make sure that those women are getting early opportunities and encouraged to do so, right? And I think that's something that leadership needs to take a you know important stand on. And it's more than measures, but you know, grooming people to take the step forward faster is really important as well. And then Darshana on technical talent, like not everyone wants to be an MDP uh, or progress as a consultant. They want to progress in sort of deeper technical skills. You know, do you have things to add in terms of culture of giving people new opportunities and developing from a, a more technical proficiency perspective. In the role that I have as an architect or in platinum in various roles that we have, I think the vast options that you have, so I could potentially in one case be deeply technical, working with the software development teams with the client and actually building the architecture. But on the other hand, if I really feel more passionate about more strategic visions of working with CIOs, CTOs, so I think it's it's a spectrum that I can play on my strengths because I know there'll be another member of the team who could complement me on my weaknesses. So rather than me trying to always work on how I can get better on my weaknesses, I can actually play on my strengths, but have a team member who can complement me. So I think that's giving me a lot of freedom to try to be the best version of me rather than trying to uh, work on things I'm not as good at. It's a great way of putting it um, to be the best version of yourself and working in a complement of a multidisciplinary team. It's a great way of talking about it. Finally, I guess, Naveen, you've seen five ways that women can support themselves and others in advancing in leadership roles. So what's your takeaway in terms of call to action for us as leaders and also for the broader business community and, you know, getting more women in leadership positions and advancing their careers because it's so important in the world and also for our teams. One is women, make your ambition known. Talk to your mentors, talk to your managers, talk to them about what you're looking to accomplish. And managers and leaders, ask. Ask women what they're trying to accomplish so that everyone knows. Everyone's on the same page. Two, If there are advancement opportunities that you feel are a stretch, raise your hand or at least go to mentors and say, do you think I'd be a good fit for this? If so, can you help me navigate through this opportunity? And look for opportunities to advance, especially early in your career. Those can create a great trajectory towards your later career. Then in terms of mentors, don't be afraid to reach out and keep in touch, even with no agenda. Communicate over time. Communicate on a regular basis. And also communicate to those outside of your organization just to keep a pulse on what's going on more broadly. Finally, feel free to communicate your accomplishments along the way. 
make your tech accomplishments known so that other people around you that are looking for people that with certain skill set know the skill set you can bring to bear and call on you when the right opportunity comes to play. And Darshana, what would be one or two things that you would wish the world would do differently as a result of some of the things we've talked about today? I think one thing that comes to mind right away, Kagi, is that we just support each other a little more. I think we become each other's cheerleaders a little more. That's where I think the whole community element comes where. So like I said earlier, if, if you don't talk about yourself, someone else should do. So you do it for themselves. It's just that cascading effect to get everyone on board here. So I think that's one thing. And the second one, I think reflecting what you said was trying new things. The worst thing that can happen is you'll not be good at it, but at least you'll strike that one thing off your list and move on to the next one. So I think those are the two things that I think we personally could do about it and everyone can try. That's really important. And sort of being mentors of others and also giving back. I, I take away even a personal call to action of, you know, continuing to reward people's strengths, right? And helping people recognize what their strengths are earlier and giving people stretch opportunities. I think we can all make a difference if we all thought about things that way. So thank you, Naveen, for the research that you've done, the passion and the drive that you have around this. Thank you, Darshana, for sharing your perspectives. Also for being you know, a role model and champion of our women in Putinian. And I just wanted to say it was a fantastically fun conversation. So look forward to uh, talking again soon.